I am Jim Rome. Welcome to the program. What's going on? Thursday is always a mother. And I mean that in the best way possible. We have so much show for you. Let me get right to it. I want to tip you off to this right off the very top of the program. The What's Your Beef segment is early today. That means you need to get going right now. Hit me with a beef. Call, tweet, email, get up in here. It's the top of our number two. So I mean that from a pragmatic standpoint. Tommy needs to get a head start. He needs to start loading it up. So don't hit me up right now with the World Series. Don't hit me up. I mean, I'll cover all that. But I want you to get yourself situated for the beef segment, which is starting at the top of hour number two, because generally that's in the third hour. What's your beef? 1-800-636-8686. You know, we only do it once a week. Only once a week were you allowed to come in here and cry and complain and have a bad attitude and be all negative with it. What's your beef? Also, hit me up on the X, Twitter, at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com and get them going right now. So that's top of hour number two. Middle of hour number two, the big head, James Kelly. He and I break down the matchup tonight. Titans and Steelers. Who you got? Are you going to wait to hear what we say and then go with us? Or are you going to wait to hear what we say and then fade us? Either way, I'm good with it. That's coming up at 1040. Then I've got two interviews, and they're both in hour number three. Top of the third hour, one of the better running backs in the nation, Audric Estime of Notre Dame. He joins me via Zoom. Also, right after that, an NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero, also joining us via Zoom. So, like I mentioned, Thursday is a really, really big day. Lots to cover. Start with your beefs. Once again, one 636 8686 All right, all of that said, the table is set. Well, well, well. What do you know? Looky here. Look what the jungle karma has brought the Texas Rangers. It is a huge Texas year here in the jungle. We love being back on the air in San Antonio and in Austin. And what a dink. That in a huge Texas year in the jungle, the Texas Rangers win their first World Series ever. What a dink! Here's another dink. Bruce Bochy comes on right before the series and then bang, you win your first world championship ever. So, Texas Rangers, Rangers fans, I've got two words for you this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Even Matt has two words for you this morning. You're welcome. You're welcome. Here's two more words. Just kidding. Of course I'm kidding. Of course the karma was flowing on both sides of that series. And of course nothing I did unlocked the road invincibility mode for the Rangers. I mean, we've been talking about it game by game, but 11 straight playoff wins on the road... I would have never believed that something like that was possible if I didn't just see it myself. And not only did Texas pull that off, they basically made it look easy. They made it look like it wasn't a thing at all. Winning 11 in a row on the road, including three in a row in Phoenix, in the World Series is a pretty epic way to win your first ever World Series. Pretty epic way to get the number on Hedgie's ass to zero. Hedgie, what's the number on your ass right now? Zero. 
is the number on his ass right now. Especially considering how Game 5 was going for most of Game 5 last night. Ancient history right now, but for most of that night, the Rangers did not even have a knock. Couldn't even get a hit. So mad props to Zach Gallen for going out and pitching the best game of his life with the World Series on the line and their backs up against the wall. No props, unfortunately, for the D-backs bats for getting nothing across the plate and not cashing in multiple opportunities. None of them. While this dude's out there pitching his guts out and dominating for six innings. I mean, it's not like Arizona didn't have their chances. Texas finally gets a hit in the seventh. And, of course, the dude to break up the no-no was none other than the eventual World Series MVP, Corey Drew Seeger. And yes, he earns a full government today. That's what happens when you become the fourth player ever to win two World Series MVPs. That's what happens when you join any list where the only other members are Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson. Jackson. And he did it for two different teams. I mentioned yesterday how Seager had more home runs in the same number of postseason games than even Mr. October. Reggie, now you can say he has more postseason home runs than Mr. October and more World Series MVPs than Mr. November, Derek Jeter. Is that any good? You have to ask Reggie. But the game and the series were really decided in the ninth when Texas tacked on four insurance runs and then broke the game wide open on an Alec Thomas error in center field. Have the offense show up. This is going to be the clincher. Hot shot in the center field. Three consecutive hits in the ninth. The ball gets by. It's all the way to the track. It goes all the way to the wall and two runs score. Heim to third. It's three to nothing, Texas. Can you imagine how badly that must have felt? What a horrible feeling that must have been when that ball got by him. Nothing more humiliating anyway than have a ball get by you and then have to turn around and run and chase it down to the warning track. But in that situation, got to feel for him. That was the ball game right there and the series. And that was that. Thanks for coming. The D-backs have been solid all month long, but they left a couple of defensive plays out there in the last two games. And ultimately, it hurt them badly. However, that said, there is no shame in any of this for Arizona. They had an amazing run. They finally ran into a buzzsaw. They ran into a team that was hotter. They ran into a team that was just better. But the Snakes exceeded all expectations outside their own clubhouse. They did it way ahead of schedule. It was an awesome thing to see. Which is why it was so tough to see my dude, Tori Lovello, as devastated as he was last night. Here's Tori after the game addressing D-backs fans. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry I didn't do my job to get us there. Um, but I will. We all will. And um, we know they're out there. We love them. They can say what they want to us. And the good times and the bad, but we know what they're what they want. They want a world championship as badly as we do. We all bleed Sedona on red. My man, apology not accepted. 
You've got nothing to apologize for, nor did you do anything wrong. You're wrong. You did do your job. You did your job ridiculously well. And the fans had better appreciate it because they've got one of the best managers in baseball. And that was true before the season, and it could not be any more obvious than it is right now. So you get to do whatever the hell you want to do, my man, even in defeat. Even if what you want to do is a little bit unusual. I want to run away and hide for a few days. I want to go camping and just sit in the tent and, and suck my thumb, you know? <laughs> And eat ice cream. <laughs> Bro, I feel you. the weirdest answer you guys have ever had right there. <laughs> I feel you. Run that back one more time. What do you want to do, Tori? I mean, I know that was just a kick in the stick. I know you're devastated. What would you like to do right now? I want to run away and hide for a few days. I want to go camping and just sit in the tent and, and suck my thumb, you know? <laughs> and eat ice cream. <laughs> Is that the weirdest answer you guys have ever had right there? <laughs> Pretty awesome, actually. My man, you can do whatever the hell you want. You earned it. You want to go on another bender, do that. You want to go sit in the woods and suck your thumb and suck down ice cream, do that. It actually sounds pretty awesome. Except that part about camping. And that part about sucking your thumb. And that part about vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream's ass. If it's another kind of ice cream and it doesn't involve camping or sucking your thumb, I'm in. I'm good. I'll meet you for that bender. We can drink. We can eat ice cream. We can do both. Tori has once again made his point that he is one of the best managers in the game. Meantime, he ran into one of the best managers ever. Period. Period. Full stop. Don't come up in here and recite his overall managerial record. This dude is one of the best to ever do it. Boach, we don't need a waiting period for the Hall of Fame. They could have carried this dude off the field straight to Cooperstown last night. Why even wait? Let's just do the induction ceremony immediately following the parade tomorrow. It's time to crown his ass. Boach is the third manager to ever win a World Series in both leagues. He's now won 17 postseason series. The only manager with more is Joe Torre. And only three managers ever have collected more commissioners' pieces of metal than Boach's four. Piece of metal. Speaking of the commissioner, yo, Bob, yite? Yite, man fraud? Because you didn't sound so good last night. You didn't even sound like you were going to make it through the piece of metal ceremony check this dude 63 years is a long time to wait but the texas rangers are world series champions it's my distinct pleasure to present the commissioner's trophy to ray davis neil liebman and chris young brah cortisone man take the spike Take the spike, blast it into your neck. World Series champions. World what? World Series champions. One more time. 
World Series champions. Man, they earned that World Series championship. World Series champions. Damn, bro. Mix in a sip of water. Lay off the almonds. Get a halls or a clue. So Bob manages to be the big loser of that series, by the way. Since the first four games, got the worst TV ratings in the history of the World Series. He sounded right there like he'd seen the numbers, and he'd been crying all night about it. 63 years is a long time to wait. My man, just relax. Everything's going to be fine. Numbers were actually improved this year. The rule changes enhanced the game, made it more watchable. You don't need to cry about that. The sport will be in great hands. It will. As soon as it's no longer in your hands. So at least we have that to look forward to. World Series champion. And judging from the way you sound, I don't know how much longer it's going to be in your hands. 63 years is a long time to wait. For what? For what? World Series champions. World Series champions? World Series champions. Anyway, you know who doesn't give a damn about the ratings? The Rangers and their amazing manager and their amazing team that somehow went from 102 losses to World Series champions. World Series champions. In just two seasons. So many dudes on that team need shout outs. That's a team full of dudes. I don't have time to get to all of them in the open, even if they are World Series champions. champions. But why don't we shout out a few? Marcus Simeon. He homered in the last two games of the series. He homered to hammer the nail in the coffin in the ninth last night. He played in every single game this entire season, all 179 of them. He also just had the most played appearances over a season, including the playoffs, of any player in the history of baseball, breaking a record set by none other than Lenny Dykstra in 1993. Man, that takes me back. That's the first time I sat with Lenny Dykstra was 1993 on Talk 2 with Dave Hollins. What a night that was. Holy crap. Two of those dudes rolled into Hollywood, blasted. And we did the interview live. Or how about Nathan Evaldi? Dude, this dude. How about him last night? Working out of every single jam. My dude has got a big brass set. And he signed with a team this past offseason. And he managed to duel with a dude working on a no-no last night. And he managed to set himself up for his fifth win of the postseason. They didn't just win all six of his starts. He won five decisions. He went 5-0. and This dude is the master of the high-stress situation, and it showed the entire offseason. What an enormous signing for him. And then he caught so much flack for going there in the first place. Like, why would you want to be a part of that? Why are you going to a team that barely won 60 games? That's why. Also, what about Will Smith? Why do you even ponder signing with the Rangers? Because they're about to become World Series champions. World Series champions. And then, as I mentioned, you've got Will Smith. Not the keep my wife's name out your bleeping mouth. Guy. 
No, the reliever who just pulled off the first individual three-peat in Major League history. This dude just won rings in the last three seasons with the Braves, the Astros, and the Rangers. So I guess if you want to win it next year, make sure you get that guy on your team. I mean, I could keep going and going, but I think by now you understand this. You get the point. Special team, special manager, special season, and I haven't even gotten to the most impressive part of all. The most impressive part of all, you want to talk about overcoming adversity. They talked about that a lot. We overcame every challenge. We overcame every adversity. We overcame every injury. We overcame everything. Yet left unsaid was the biggest adversity they overcame and fought through. The dudes overcame creating themselves. I thought for sure that they would, that's what's in themselves to a certain doom. But they somehow not only resurrected creed, they did so without burning themselves. I mean, the rest of us are just absolutely thrashed. We don't want anything to do with this. We had to hear 100% more creed than any of us planned on hearing, including the creed coming out of the clubhouse last night. I guess when you win it all, and win it all the way they did, You can do whatever the hell you want, say whatever the hell you want, except that. I mean, painful. Searing pain. Oh, searing pain! That's the only bad thing about this entire Rangers run. Freaking Creed. At least they didn't go jump in that disgusting pool. I'll give them that. But I do have a theory. Did you notice the way they had security posted up in front of that disgusting pool? It's disgusting. I don't know that they didn't want to jump into that horrifying, scummy cesspool. I'm not saying that to crack on Arizona. Any public pool is a horrifying, scummy cesspool. Especially the one where people jump into fully clothed and wasted over and over and over again. So, did they have enough sense to stay away from that scummy pool? Or did they want to actually get up in there but couldn't get by security? I don't know. I think it's just better that they didn't do it. But then again, they didn't have enough sense to stay away from Creed, did they? Incredibly enough, that did not bury them under a mountain of awful, awful karma. You know what the explanation for that is, right? The jungle karma balanced out the horrific Creed karma. Jungle karma. So, one more time, Rangers fan, say it with me. Actually, don't even say it with me. Just listen to me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Great story. Both teams, great story. World Series champions. I cannot believe it. The Rangers, for the first time in the history of their franchise... Two years after losing more than 100 games, they are now World Series champions. World Series champions. Here, have this piece of metal. Piece of metal. How does it feel to be World Series champions? Have a piece of metal. 
but the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. You had to wait decades, but here's a piece of metal. Where's Creed? There you go, Ranger fan. Congrats. And you're welcome. You're All right. Welcome. In addition to that, that's done. Let's talk some NFL. I mentioned that I've got the big head. James Kelly coming up at 1040. We'll break down tonight's game. Can't lie. Been a little bit rattled. The fact that we made some money on the World Series helps. But we'll break down that game. Also, Tom Pelissero, post-NFL trade deadline, will be joining me in hour number three. Cowboys-Eagles. What do you say we get into that matchup? Jarrah, well, Jarrah Atrick, has been acting awfully strange this week. Off-brand, off-topic. I don't know if the guy's losing it. I don't know if he's trying a different tact. Whatever it is, it's not working. Lakers-Clippers. Hey, did the Lakers win a world championship last night? They were acting like it. World Series champions. Are you the world champions? So we'll get in that matchup too. All right, so once again, talk about being, quote, off schedule. The beef segment is earlier in the program than it normally is. I know you like to ramp up. I know you like to think about it. Bleep that. Get it right now. The beef segment is once a week. It's one of the best segments of the entire week, and it's going to be at the top of our number two. Hit this number up, 1-800-636-8686. If you are new to the program, and I know some of you are, you can beef about anything you want, sports or non-sports. All right, so let's do this. Here's a question for you. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky Essentially the best thing in the world. Why, why, why? Because. Because it's a family-run business that is behind it. It's a great family. A great family that runs a great business, and they stand by quality, and they produce the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Do not make that mistake. Don't go into a store or wherever you find it and say, hey, I'll take your beef jerky. There are lots of different brands, but only one Old Trapper. Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their Clearview packages. They manufacture it, and they package it that way because they want you to see exactly what it is you're buying. Mm. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because they use just the best ingredients. No shortcuts. They don't cut any corners. They do it the right way, and they have perfected the process. I absolutely love it. Grab and go with a four ounce bag or load up with an 18 ounce bag. If you do not see it, ask for it by name. Old Trapper. No other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to the Jim Rome Show. We are open in the first hour. I can't stress this enough. Get on the phone. Get in line. Hit me with a beef. 1-800-636-8686. You're already running out of time. The next half hour is going to blow right by. And then we're into the beef segment. If you want your beef on the air via the phones, you want to call right now. If you're more comfortable doing it on the X, hit me at Jim Rome. If you're even more comfortable just emailing it, that works too. Rome, 
R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. All right, some quick reaction. Hey, Rome, as you know, I used to play in Dallas. I look forward to singing Creed songs in the key of Rob Manford at the Rangers Celebration Parade. Regards, Brett Hole, Eric in the Rock. Glory, glory, Gloria, Gloria, I think I got your number, Gloria. Did you keep Brett Hull's name out of your mouth? Don't compare Hoey to Manfraud. Let me tell you something. What Brett Hull just did, what you just heard, is better than anything Glory, Creed has ever done in studio or out. I think I got your number, Gloria. That dude onto himself is like the best band ever compared to Creed. Based on that alone. Hey, Jim, is the World Series championship on the clock? Vince in Illinois. The clock. World and then, Series champions. Yeah, dude, hit that with a hauls. Hit that with a glass of water. Better yet, hit that with a spike of cortisone. If you know you're going to be that guy and you have to present on the world stage, I definitely would have found a doctor somewhere and I would have said, tighten me up, doc. Tighten me up. Hit my esophagi with some cortisone. Something. This cat right here is so out of line. This right here is so out of line. Jimothy, the D-backs, Needed to work on their hitting. I love hitting it from the back. Signed, Alvy. Dude, dude, no, no, V no. and the fee. War Bochi getting the bleeping respect he deserves. A.V., don't try to war Bochi getting respect and think that it's going to cover up what you said prior to that. Hey, Jim, no, public no, no. pools are sanitary. Signed, gas station roller grill items. Again, I don't know that they didn't want to go into that pool or thought better of it or what. I just know there was security in and around the pool. One thing to have the opposition celebrate on your field, that's tough enough. That's painful enough. But I don't think you want them having a full-blown celebration on your field and then running out to the pool and cannonballing. And doing swan dives and backflips. Probably that's where the D-backs and the security drew the line. And finally, Mike in Jersey, quote, I'm glad that I can inspire the Rangers to win the World Series. Oh, wait, I thought you said creep. Signed, Deshaun Watson. Creep. Well done, Mike. The only thing worse than Creed is the creep. And there aren't many things worse than Creed. Speaking of which, what about Deshaun? Is he going to go this week? Is he going to play this week? Do they ever even know what he's going to do? I know this. Worst trade ever. Watson? He actually spoke this morning and said, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I hope that was worth it, C-Town. Hope that deal was worth it, C-Town. 
if you think that this guy is going to be the guy that he once was, or actually may have never been, the answer is he won't. Hope that was worth it. All right, call. The beef segment's now a half hour out. 1-800-636-8686. Like, I don't even care what it's about. You can beef about anything you want except the bathroom. That is the only rule. I don't want any toilet beefs. I don't want any bathroom smack. Anything except that, and we'll do it at the top of the hour. Big Head Bets, 1040, if you're waiting on that. Audric Estime, 11 o'clock straight up. These are Pacific Times. Tom Pelissero, 1120. Plenty of time in and around all of that for you to get up in here. 1-800-636-8... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, once again, we are up against it. The beef segment, top of the hour. The beef segment's 20 minutes out. You are running out of time. I know a lot of you like to ramp up to it, and you need it to happen or fall in the third hour. Not happening today. Third hour is loaded. We have back-to-back interviews at the top of hour number three. So, call with a beef, 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on the X slash Twitter with a beef at Jim Rome. We will have that next segment. All right, let me talk about one of the bigger matchups in the NFL this weekend. Let me start by shouting out to the Metroplex. Yo, Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth. I know I don't have to ask you how you're living this morning because I know this is a good morning or a hungover morning or it's the same thing. I know this. As great as you're feeling about what the Rangers just pulled off, You also have one eye still fixed on Sunday afternoon when your Cowboys will be in Philadelphia for yet another barometer game, measuring state game. Except this time, Jarrah is not calling it that. He did before. He says he's not going to make the same mistake that he made before the Niners game. Remember, he called that game a measuring state game. And then the Cowboys got that measuring stick shoved right up their backside. Jarrah actually put it After the Cowboys win over the Rams on Sunday, he said it. He said he does not, and I quote, want to poke the bear this time. Too early to talk about next week's showdown against the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Let's don't, uh, let's soak this one up. (laughs) You want to wait? I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. (laughs) You want to soak this one up? Is that what it's come to? Soaking up wins over the Rams? A depleted Rams squad? And did you pick up on what he said at the very end of that? Let's not poke the bear. Poke the bear. (laughs) Poke the bear. Was that Jarrah channeling Jags lady? He doesn't want to do anything to poke the bear. bear. (laughs) And she says, a newcomer can't come in and steal the show. Steal the show. Poke the bear. (laughs) Seriously, Steal the was that really Jera? Since when does Jera not want to poke the bear? Poking bears is like Jera's entire brand. Hey man, don't get soft on us now, pops. And since when does Jera learn his lesson? What he learned his lesson against the Niners? 
He never learns his lessons. And since when is Jarrah afraid of the Eagles? Since when is Jarrah, when did he become afraid of anything? Well, other than his fear that people will stop looking at him and stop talking about him, and then he'll no longer be able to print money. I mean, sure, he's afraid of all that. But not other teams. Hell nah. Not until now. Because it definitely sounds like Jarrah is afraid of the Eagles. Why else would he just put it out there like that? I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to poke the bear. Poke the bear. (laughs) What is that? Is that some sort of Ali rope-a-dope where he acts like he's got nothing left and lets George Foreman punch himself out only to come off the ropes and dominate Gorge back in the day? Hey, whatever it is, it's out of character, it's off-brand, and it's extremely lame, Jarrah. Instead of worrying about poking the bear... I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. <laughs> if you are what you always lead us to believe you are and your team is, you should be looking to go to Philadelphia and punch that bear in the face. That's what you do. You talk junk... Even if your team can't cash the checks, that's what you do, geriatric. You constantly do that. I don't care or I don't believe what's coming out of your mouth. I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to do that. Since when? Poke the bear. Since when? I don't want to hear that from you. And apparently neither does your quarterback, Dak Prescott. Dak clearly does not want to hear about any damn bears. I don't know. Did y'all learn anything from the approach of the 49ers game? Jerry said he'd learn. He quit talking about it. But I don't know. Did y'all learn anything from how y'all approached the 49ers game to take into your approach maybe to this Eagles game? I don't believe what you just said. Uh, say it better, Tom. How can I say it better than you? Uh, but Jerry did say he didn't want to talk about the Eagles because he's learned his lesson. So He didn't want to poke the bear. He didn't want to poke the bear is what he said. Pour honey on me. I always say that, you know. You see me in a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. All right, two thoughts. Number one, why is everything so freaking funny there? (laughs) They they think everything is so funny. Jerry said he didn't want to poke the bear. (laughs) Why is that funny? It's not. Why is everything so funny there? And then did you pick up on what Dak said? When they ran it back to him that Jerry said, I don't want to poke the bear. Dak said, hey, you know me. When I see a bear, I'm like, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. You see me and a bear in a fight, So the old man's saying, I don't want to poke that bear. And Dak is saying, you see me in a fight with a bear. Man, go ahead, dump a bunch of honey on me. So Jared goes all Jags woman with it. And Dak decides to go all Def Leppard with it. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. Dak knows. Dak knows that they have to handle Philly right now. That if it doesn't happen right now, it's never going to happen. And then he'll never shake his new clone gloss. Whack, Prescott. That's whack. And the last thing he needs is his owner suddenly turtling. And getting all feeble with it. Wax not having it. Nor should he. 
I know the old man is still rattled by how badly they got bullied by Frisco. Turn the page, Gramps. Punch Philly in the face, and then nobody's even going to remember what Frisco did to you. But walk around afraid of Philly and not wanting to poke the bear. The bear is going to smell the fear and eat you alive. That's what bears do. Seriously, if Dallas wants to be taken seriously, finally, they can show up, make a serious statement in Philly on Sunday. And I don't just mean playing them close, playing them tough, not getting blown out. That's not good enough. Being good is not nearly good enough. Not if you're Dallas and you're running your mouth constantly. Not if you're going up against a Jalen Hurts who is now hobbled. And he is hobbled. Reports after the Philly win over the Commanders on Sunday said that Hurts dealt with a lengthy post-game treatment on his left knee. A lot more lengthy than the conversation he wanted to have about that left knee. In fact, he made it pretty clear, you can go ahead and ask me about this injury one more time, and then I'm not going to bring it up ever again. And then he just bounced. Jalen, I got I to ask, any, anything new with the knee? Feel better, feel worse, different, anything? Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, I got to ask, is there anything new or better with the knee? He just got up and he walked out. He got a question about the knee. Better, feel worse, different, anything. Okay, that's what I thought. Thanks. I mean, dude, I got immense respect for you, Jalen, but that's weird. I mean, he's just doing his job. Injuries are definitely a part of that gig. You can't just get up and walk out when somebody asks you, how you feeling, man? How's your knee? You can't just flush that and move on. You can't flush your knee and move on. You don't look at it and flush your knee and move on. You just answer the question. And even if you answer it with a non-answer, you answer the question. You take your deuce. You don't don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. He should just go with that. Anytime somebody asks him about the knee, he should just go with with that. Hey, Jalen, how's that knee? Any update in your status? You know what, man? You don't take yourself a deuce and just look at it. You flush it and move on. If you hit them with that every single time they ask you about your knee, they'll stop asking you about your knee. How great would that have been? Instead of getting up and walking out, he should have just looked at the reporter, smiled, and said, you know what? You take yourself a deuce. You don't just look at it. You flush it, and then you move on. Anything new with the knee, feel better, feel worse, different, anything. We're going to flush it and move on. No, Alvy, I need the whole thing. You don't take yourself a deuce, look at it, you flush it, and then you move on. Anything new with the knee, feel better, feel worse, different, anything. You take your deuce, you don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. You flush it and move on. That is the last dude that I would ever tell how to handle their business because he knows he's good like that. But that's how he should handle that business. If you don't want to answer that question, if your response to that question is just to get up and walk out, do what I'm telling you to do, my guy. Just go and play the hit. Your one hit. Your platinum hit. You don't take yourself a deuce. You take your deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. Every single time somebody asks you about your knee, say that. Anyway, whether he wants to talk about it or not, the knee is not right. We know this. It's obviously not right or he wouldn't have walked out when he was asked about it. 
which means the Cowboys have even fewer excuses than they normally do when they don't get it done. If Dallas is for real, they need to show us on Sunday. It's a massive game. At least Jarrah got that much right during his appearance on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas this week. <laughs> we were tricking them more than getting treated. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, best of luck this weekend. We cannot wait. It's another Philly matchup, and stay safe with those fans out there. Yeah, this is uh, easy for me to say, but this is serious sh- that we're dealing with up here, Sunday man. Uh, we got. Uh, we've got to really uh, have our game face on. First, he channels Jags lady. Then he channels Larry Robinson holding in a four-letter bomb. We got a few whining little babies in this league that don't want to get touched. But he's right. This is some serious. But this is serious. The Cowboys are dealing with. Incredibly f- freaking serious that they're dealing with. Especially when you consider Jarrah's precious schedule. My schedule. There's not a lot of time left on that schedule. And My the league schedule. is wide-ass open. There isn't that one dominant team this year. If ever there was an opportunity for the Cowboys to finally make that run at another Lombardi, this might be it. Jarrah's last best chance. He's on a schedule. I schedule. All right, so when we come back, let's beef. Let's get it. I've got more on that. I didn't even finish my thoughts on that, but I've got more on that. Beefs. Beefs. Hit me with a beef. 1-800-636-8686. I'll even get you started with one. My beef is that your beefs are not good enough. Hit me. 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on the X with a beef at Jim Rome, R-O-M-E. Rome at Habitate.com, R-O-M-E. The beef segment is next.